This Nashville Predators team is better than last night's 6-1 to loss to the Edmonton Oilers, and I'm going to prove it to you today on the Locked On Predators podcast. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked on Predators podcast, and thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are a part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Of course, we have to start off every episode with a heartfelt hello and thank you to our loyal Locked on Predheads, our everyday listeners who tune in to talk Predators hockey with us Monday through Friday. Look, friends, I know we are all on a wild hockey ride so far this season, but the fact that we are in this together makes it a heck of a lot more fun. I am Ann Kimmel. I am a writer at the Hockey News, and I'm usually joined by my partner in crime, Nick Morgan, but Nick is off right now. I assure you we have not broken up over his horrible Yakov trend and take from last week. He will be back. Today, we are going to have a heartfelt conversation about that rough 6-1 to loss last night to the Edmonton Oilers. Friends, there is a lot to unpack from this game, and there's a lot to unpack when we take a closer look at some advanced stats. We're also going to hear from players Tommy Novak and Roman Yossi, and Andrew Brunette is going to tell us what he took away from the game last night. So tons to dive into today. But before we get to all of that, I do want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by our great friends at Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. So last night, big night for the Nashville Predators fan base. Of course, the Predators welcomed back beloved defenseman Matthias Ekholm as the Edmonton Oilers came to town. Friends, it was as emotionally tragic and awful as I thought it would be. (laughs) I tweeted out a video of Matthias Ekholm warming up on the wrong end of the ice with a quote from Lord of the Rings and seriously thought about spending 30 minutes of today's episode lamenting with literature about how hard it was to see Matthias Ekholm playing for the Oilers. But friends, what's done is done. And we do have hockey that we need to talk about do want to point out what a sweet reception it was for Matthias Ekholm. Uh, They showed a tribute video for him and he acknowledged the absolute roaring adoration of the Predators fan base by waving and tapping his heart. It was just such a sweet moment. And in a lot of ways, it was good to get that out of the way because I've been dreading that moment since the schedule came out. Now, we do have to talk about something maybe a little more painful than Matthias Ekholm's return as an Oiler, and that was the 6-1 to loss last night against the Edmonton Oilers. In case you missed the game, here's a real quick synopsis of what happened. The Oilers came out and scored a power play goal about seven minutes into the first period. Stop me if you've heard this before. 
Leon Dreisaitl scored a power play goal to give the Oilers the one nothing lead. Zach Hyman, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and Connor McDavid each got in on the action, and it was a 4-0 score at the end of the first period. The second period, UC Saros started on the bench. Kevin Lankinen started in net, although those four goals, and we're going to talk about them, not UC Saros's fault, but Lankinen came in to start the second period and finish the game for the Preds. The Preds got on the board early with a power play goal on a shot from the slot that is not lava by Tommy Novak. Predators seem to kind of have some momentum from that power play. But then Leon, I can do anything you can do better. Dreisaitl decided that he was going to score his second power play goal just six minutes later. The Oilers went ahead and added another five-on-five goal to make the score 6-1 at the end of the second period. Neither team scored in the third period. So your final score from the tire barn last night, 6-1 to one loss to the Edmonton Oilers. A lot we want to dive into to talk about this game well beyond the number on the scoreboard. But first, we have to talk about our one word to describe the game. And love that you all reach out and share your one words with us about the game. It's really interesting to see your take on the game and what you're taking away from it. So at Rockets 160, your one word was inoffensive. I like this on a number of levels, but yes, inoffensive, inoffensive, not a lot of offense, but not an absolute slap in the face either. You could take that both ways. Love that one word. At King Kairos 2, fun but unlucky. Yes. Amen. Love that because despite the score, and it was really frustrating to see the Predators go down four to nothing after 20 minutes. There was a lot about this game and a lot about watching the Nashville Predators that was a little bit fun. Um, And they did, you know, they were victims to some unlucky moments in the game. So don't disagree with that. Ian Patterson said, rebuild effect. Absolutely think we have to check ourselves before we wreck ourselves over these first four games when it comes to how they feel This is a team in kind of a reset, not a rebuild, Ian. You might have spoken out of turn. Or maybe you're wishing you want them to tear it all down and do a a rebuild. I don't know. But this game maybe felt differently than what it was in actuality. Some of my best parenting advice for my children, they will tell you up front, is I taught them that feelings are like farts. You cannot always trust them. So how this game felt and what this game really was are two different things, and we're going to dive into that in a little bit. Trashwina Yash said, ouchie, friends, touching a hot stove hurts every time, as does giving Leon Dreisaitl an opportunity on the power play. He has some sort of voodoo over the Nashville Predators, and, and it's a whole thing. Now, if you were impressed by my literary knowledge on Twitter last night, quoting Lord of the Rings, I am about ready to knock your socks off with my classy one word. My one word to describe the 6-1 loss to the Edmonton Oilers is Georges Seurat. That's right. Georges Seurat was a French post-impressionist artist who devised several artistic techniques, created them. One of them is pointillism. He was an absolute revolutionary in the art world. He rocked the art world with his painting called A Sunday Afternoon. And A Sunday Afternoon, if you haven't seen it before, it is a huge painting and it's of a bunch of folks hanging out by a riverbed, I'm assuming on a Sunday afternoon. 
I had seen a Sunday afternoon in books. I had seen a picture of it in this really fun old game called Masterpiece. And I'm curious if any of you have ever played Masterpiece. I played it all the time with my cousin Kate growing up. And a Sunday afternoon was one of the paintings in this game. But I got to see the painting in person in an art museum in Chicago. And friends, it is huge and it is absolutely incredible. The picture, A Sunday Afternoon, is actually made up entirely of tiny dots of color. When you stand back, you see a painting. When you get closer to it, you see that there are absolutely no brush strokes, no sweeping brush strokes. Literally, Seurat painted this painting by using dots of color and created this scene. And it, you really get an appreciation for the skill and the vision that went into creating a picture that on the surface looks just like any other painting. But really, when you get closer, you see how specific and intricate and detailed and unique and special this painting is. Well, that's how I feel about the Nashville Predators performance last night. Friends, stand back and look at it. That is a five-goal loss to the Edmonton Oilers, and that is woof, which was also somebody's one word. It's a painful five-goal loss. You know, and on the service, that is very unimpressive. But we're going to zoom in, and we're going to take a look at some advanced statistics and I'm going to show you some amazing things about this one in three Nashville Predators team who are playing top teams in the league. We're going to dive into that and get our closer look coming up here in just a moment. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. That's what brings home the winning trophy. And it's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you will always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusion supply, eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. This episode is brought to you by our great friends at Game Time. Have you ever found yourself with a free evening and you decide you want to grab a last minute ticket to see the Predators play, but you weren't sure if you were going to get a good deal or if you were buying a seat with a terrible view of the ice? Friends, you need to check out Game Time. The Game Time app has last minute tickets and flash deals on all the sporting events, concerts, and shows you want to see. Game Time is the only app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. You can see the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Game Time's all in prices show you your total upfront, so you know you're getting a great deal with no surprise hidden fees. Plus, 
Clubhouse, you can buy your tickets in two clicks. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use our code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Term supply. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on NHL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Mark Twain once said, get your facts first, then you can distort them as you please. Friends, we are going to look at some facts today. Facts about the Nashville Predators performance last night. Again, 6-1 loss to the Edmonton Oilers. Hard to know what to take away from this, but let's do a little Georges Seurat and get a closer look at some of the dots of information, advanced statistics about the performance by the Nashville Predators. Fact number one about the Predators' offensive production last night, the Predators outshot one of the most high-powered offenses in the league. Shots on goal at the end of the game, 43-30. to 30. The Nashville Predators recorded 43 shots on goal. Last season in the Predators' two games against Edmonton, they were outshot 74-55. to 55. Something that I think is interesting that tells you a little bit about the character that is growing in this Nashville locker room. Some of Nashville's best shot chances came later in the game when this team was already down by a chunk. They continued to generate offensive chances, quality offensive chances. There's not quit in this Nashville Predators team, and that's something that Andrew Brunette is going to talk about coming up later in this episode. The Nashville Predators had more expected goals for than the Edmonton Oilers. 2.43 expected goals for for Nashville compared to 1.8 expected goals for for the Oilers. Now, look, I am not particularly interested in being extraordinarily fluent in advanced statistics, but just so you understand expected goals for, clearly that is not goals that are scored. Otherwise, this would be a very different game than six to one. But expected goals for talks about the probability of goals based on a number of different factors involving a collection of data. So it takes into account things like you know, high danger shots, who the shooter is, the type of shot, how the team is driving play, you know, chance creation, location on the ice. The Nashville Predators generated more quality chances. They were expected to score more goals in last night's game based on their performance than the Edmonton Oilers. Clearly expected goals for doesn't tell you final score. And that's true a number of times in hockey games. But what it does tell you is how a team is doing creating opportunities, creating chances. And the Nashville Predators are creating a lot of quality offensive chances. Here's a fact about the Nashville Predators top line performance versus Edmonton's top line performances. The Predators' top line of Philip Forsberg, Ryan O'Reilly, and Yusuf Parsonin spent about 10 minutes together of uh, ice time. Of course, the Predators' game was broken up by some power play chances, some time on the penalty kill as well. Um, but when those three were on the ice together, they possessed the puck 67% of the time versus the Oilers. They were controlling puck possession. And they had a 0.69 expected goals for. That means that that is how they're 
their um, chance creation, what it, what it could have resulted in, again, 0.69. Compare that to the top line of the Edmonton Oilers, which they've kind of tinkered with. They've put together Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, and Evander Kane, two of the top players in the entire league on the same line with Evander Kane. They played 12 minutes together. They had puck possession only about 30% of the time when they were on the ice together, and their expected goals for was just 0.38. So in a lot of ways, the Nashville Predators' top line created quality chances. They created opportunities at a better rate than McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Kane. Nashville's top line is creating quality offensive chances. Now, I know what you may be thinking. Philip Forsberg only has three assists so far. Where are the goals? My friends, do not fret about Philip Forsberg. Alex Daughtry, who works at Penalty Box Radio, which if you are not following Alex and Penalty Box Radio, as soon as this episode's done, you need to go follow them because they are fantastic. They also have killer prospects coverage as well. But Alex posted that according to Natural Stat Trick, Forsberg is second in the entire NHL right now, so far this season, in individual expected goals generated. So he is creating so many great chances as an individual player, second in the league behind a guy named Connor Bedard. I know you thought I was going to say McDavid, but behind Connor Bedard, which a lot of interesting things to unpack in that little stat. But Philip Forsberg is just not finishing yet. It's going to happen. Everybody breathe. So the Nashville's top line, they're generating some really good chances. Another fact about the Nashville Predators so far, four games into the season, they are third in the league in shots four. They are only behind Vegas and Seattle in shots four. They are first in the league in expected goals for. They are generating quality chances. They are ahead of Stanley Cup current champions, the Vegas Golden Knights. They're ahead of the New York Rangers, who we're going to see tomorrow night. Um, they are second in the league for creating high danger chances. So what do all of these little dots tell us? When we step back and we look at the bigger picture, what do we learn? Here's what I see on a Sunday afternoon of the Nashville Predators. This Predators team is not a bad team. Now, I hear you. For our less optimistic, analytical folks, I know what you're thinking. And look, you're not wrong. This team is one in three. You've got to finish expected goals and you've got to finish quality chances if you want to win games. And friends, you have got to win games in this league. And you are not wrong. That is absolutely true. The Predators have to finish games, and it's been tough to see them play close games to play quality hockey and not get the reward. There are a couple things that the Nashville Predators can do to finish on those chances and to come out on the other side of these games with wins. We're going to talk about specifically what the Predators need to do to turn these stats into points. And we're going to hear from the players and from Andrew Brunette coming up here in just one moment. This episode is brought to you by our great friends at Sleeper. Tommy Novak scores a hat trick. The Predators win the Stanley Cup. You win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey on the Sleeper app. <laughs> 
Look, these are all possible scenarios for this season, but to have a chance at winning big, you need to play Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper. It's the official Daily Fantasy Hockey app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our top choice for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey. With Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy Hockey contests. Fans can also play Daily Fantasy, NFL, NBA, MLB, and college football on Sleeper. And if you're looking for a community to talk about Preds hockey and fantasy hockey, Sleeper has a group team chat function to connect you with other fans. You can choose Philip Forsberg and pick more or less on stats like goals, assists, or plus minus, and you could get 100 times your money on Sleeper. So start paying attention and get your picks right to win big. The app is easy to use and your entries can be made in less than a minute. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. So we've talked about how the Nashville Predators are actually not playing poorly. They're playing pretty darn well, especially at five on five. And I know the power play statistics are not great, but they're also generating quality chances at five on four. It's not as bad as it feels. Again, feelings are like farts, friends. We've got to kind of figure out what to take away from it and, and what's true and what's not true. Predators have played four pretty solid games, even though the score was six to one last night, the team did execute well much of the time. Set aside all these advanced stats that you can look at, and let's just talk about the eye test. And I think Predators fans can all agree the product that we're seeing on the ice from this team is better. You know, expected goals for this and that, but you look at Something as simple as how many times in the game last night did you hear the crowd go, whoa, or oh, or measure that if expected goals for isn't making sense. The Predators team are doing the right things. They are generating opportunities. Now, there is room for improvement. And part of what happened last night in the game is that the Edmonton Oilers are a team where their magic, their voodoo is that they can take the smallest mistake and turn it into a goal in like five seconds or less. They are excellent at capitalizing on mistakes. And friends, you've got to do that if you want to win in this league. So they are ahead of the Nashville Predators in things like that. But remember where the Predators are. This is a team that's New system, new head coach, different roster. You know, so there are things that the Predators clearly have to get better at. After the game last night, we had a chance to talk to Tommy Novak, Roman Yossi, and then sat down with Andrew Burnett and talked about what his takeaways were from the game. And here were the areas of improvement that kind of bubbled to the surface in these conversations. One of them is that the Predators have got to win puck battles. You know, there's the saying that possession is nine-tenths of the law. And here's the thing. That's true in hockey as well. 
it's great if you enter the zone with the puck, but it's way better if you keep it when you get there. And Nashville has to do a better job of keeping that. I would say overall this season, much better puck possession than last season, but you've got to keep the puck to create sustained offensive pressure. And that's something that the Predators feel like maybe they can do a little bit better. This is what Roman Yossi had to say about winning the puck battles. Yeah, I think I think winning battles is, is a big thing. Um, it felt like, especially in those little areas right around the boards and um, in our D zone, in their O zone, like keeping possession, um, winning battles in our D zone, um, they're huge. I mean, you don't necessarily notice them as much, but um, when you don't win them, you, you're spending more time in the D zone. So I think that's one thing we, we can definitely correct. I love how Roman Yossi says you don't necessarily notice them. Winning puck battles against the board, look, friends, that is the unglamorous part of hockey. Everybody loves to watch, you know, the one-timer from the circle. But things that win hockey games are winning puck battles against the board. It's not glamorous, but it's what teams have to do if they want to win games. And that's something that the Predators didn't do as well last night and something that they've got to improve on. Not glamorous. So important. We also talked to Tommy Novak, and he said something that I think is so true. We're watching this Nashville Predators team play a new system and a new offense, and they're generating a lot of offensive chances from transition and off the rush. They're trying to create um, odd man rushes, things like that. But one of the things that we need to see more of from the Nashville Predators is scoring those greasier, dirty, take out the trash goals. You know, it's you can see with the eye test that the Predators are improving when it comes to, to the more uh, showy things like the speed, the transition, the, the rushes. But the board battles and the greasy goals, that's an area of opportunity that the Nashville Predators have to capitalize on. This is what Tommy Novak had to say about getting some of those kind of goals. Uh, I mean, I guess right now it's getting bodies to the net, maybe getting some greasier goals and, you know, converting on a lot of these, uh, these little plays that we're having. So um, I would just say, you know, bearing down, being harder in front of the net, uh, you know, cleaning up little breakdowns five on five. They scored a couple ones. So uh, there's a lot of little things we can work on for sure. Yeah, you know, greasy goals don't make highlight reels, but they do win games. And I think that Tommy Novak is right. The Predators keeping possession, winning the puck battles gives them opportunities on second and third chances in front of the net. And last night in the game, there were several times where there was a loose puck in front of Campbell. There were opportunities right there. And so the Predators have to Find a way to score on second, third chances, on rebound chances. You know, not going to make the highlight reel like Connor McDavid's breakaway goal, which we all have had to see over and over again. But, you know, pretty goals are still just worth one point. So if the Predators can get some greasier goals, I think that's going to help them. You know, it's going to build confidence. It's going to build momentum. And that's going to translate to some of those prettier goals as well. You know, Andrew Brunette talked about that too. And, and one of the things that he really wants to see from this team is getting bodies in front of the net. You know, where are they on the ice and and who's willing to go in there and, and battle for those kind of goals? So Andrew Brunette 
talked about getting bodies in front of the net, but he also talked about just overall what he is seeing from this Predators team last night. This is what Brunette had to say after the game. Yeah, 100%. We haven't gotten to, and we talk about it, and we'll have to continue to to work on it. We're, we're a little reluctant to get to certain areas, and I, th I liked our offensive game, but at the end of the day, the puck always has to get to a certain area, and bodies have to get there. I mean, it's been as long as we played hockey. The puck always gets to a certain area to score. And we're just not probably around it enough for the second and third opportunities, um, but it's something we'll continue to work on. You know, I think at times we have been squeezing our stick. We want it so bad. And again, that's as a coach and a staff that you appreciate the will and the want. Um, you know, I just think a little bit of composure and poise at different situations. We could probably just, you know, things will come. If you keep getting opportunities, we're going to go in. And, and uh, we've had enough that we should have more than a few tonight. I love what Andrew Burnett says about, you know, this team wants it so bad. And you can see it when you watch them play. You see them working so hard. They were down four goals and they came out and some of the best chances Nashville generated, some of the best high danger chances they generated was in the second and third period when this game probably felt out of reach, but they're still battling. There is a ton of fight in this team. They want these wins. They are so close. They can taste it. You know, so what is good about the Predators right now? This is a willing team. This is a team with a really great work ethic. This is a team, you know, in the locker room, they are talking about the fact that this whole team is pulling in the same direction. Everybody is wanting this. Uh, Andrew Brunette and the coaching staff, they see how hard this team is working. They see the effort that they are putting in. And what's probably most important is that I think this team is very cognizant of areas to improve. It's not like that they're like, we just want to win so bad. I think they're very cognizant of here are the things we have to do to, to close out some of these games that we could have won. Yes, one in three, friends, that is a tough start. Yes, this October schedule is giving the Predators games where there is so small a margin for error, so small a margin for mistakes. They may be able to learn some lessons early from these games that hopefully will help them further on down the, the road in this season. But no, it is not time to panic yet. Now, I don't think we need to readjust expectations. Everybody, remember who this team is and where they are. This is a team that is not predicted to make the playoffs. But friends, if they can clean up a couple of things, if they can finish on some of these great chances, who knows what will happen? And, and what we do know is that the eye test tells us this is a little bit better hockey and this is a heck of a lot of fun to watch. Now, Predators have another tough challenge in front of them tomorrow night. And they're going up against yet another X. Peter Laviolette and the New York Rangers. The Predators are headed to New York today. They're going to face off at Madison Square Garden against the Rangers tomorrow night. That puck drop is at 6 p.m. Tomorrow on Lockdown Preds, we're going to take a Sherlock Holmes type look at that matchup. We're going to talk about the who, the where, the when, the why, the how that could turn that game into a win for the Nashville Predators. It is not going to be easy, friends, but the Preds are on the right track. Again, might not feel like it, but the Preds are on the right track. 
So that is going to do it for today's recap of that Edmonton Oilers loss. We are going to kind of wipe our hands, let it go, move on. That is the blessing of an 82-game season, friend. You cannot chew on a loss for too long before you have to turn the page and move on. We're going to hope the Predators can do that tomorrow. Hey, thank you for submitting your one words for the game recaps. Absolutely love hearing your thoughts after you watch these games. You can always submit your one word to Locked on Predators on Twitter. We're at LO underscore Predators there. We are also on Facebook and Instagram, so feel free to check us out there too. It's going to do it for today's episode. Hey, thank you again for making us your first listen of the day and for spending a little bit of your day with us. We're going to be back tomorrow and we are going to preview that Rangers Predators matchup. We will see you then.